Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm all right. Do you ever just open your mouth and hope the right thing comes out? <laughs> Babe, I, that's my whole career. That's all I do. That was that intro for me. For a split second, I was like, do I actually remember what I'm supposed to say? But it was there. That That's usually, man, when you can hit an autopilot, it feels good. <laughs> oh, it feels nice. What? How many episodes in? Uh, 786, I think, of Shanners. So that's a pretty poor track record. <laughs> well, that's fair. We finally hit the pocket. Now we're in there, the comfort there zone. There it is. I have hit a point. It's allergies for me. Mm. Apparently ragweed is real high, I'm told. I don't know. Okay. And it has really messed with me. And this is actually great because the number one thing I've been feeling lately, itchy throat. Okay. And you know what I really like that helps with an itchy throat? Tea. Some hot tea. Cup of tea. Sure. So tell me, uh, spill the tea. Give me that hot goss about tea. <laughs> that that hot leaf water. That hot leaf water goss. Um, so we're going to do a little bit more of a general tea episode this time. We've covered some specific tea ceremonies. Sure. In the past, but we're gonna we're gonna you know do a little refresher course. Ah, refreshing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, and here's some here's some great general facts I wanted to start off with. According to National Geographic, tea is one of the most widely consumed beverages in the world. Sure. Hashtag duh, right? I don't Do know. Do people say I, that? I can I know. tell you what's so funny? <laughs> in this week's My Brother, My Brother and Me, I had a whole running joke in the ad section of doing hashtag something, hashtag something, and making Griffin so mad. Oh. And him being like, no one does that. No one does that. No one does that. And then here's my wife, and you did it. And it makes so me happy. So we are both incredibly out of touch. Or or we're super in touch, and Griffin doesn't know what he's talking about. I highly doubt that. Griffin doesn't do, he's not online. Griffin doesn't do Twitter. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Griffin, I don't think Griffin does TikTok. I'm just saying, this is, I'm throwing down a little bit of the gauntlet of <laughs> who do you think is more in touch with what people talk about on social media, me or Griffin? We did say we were going to spill some tea. I'm just saying. Uh, in fact, it's the most popular beverage on the planet, second only to water. And, you know, I'm one of those people. Water is one of the main ingredients, right? It counts as water, right? No, incorrect. Water is one of the main ingredients in just about every drink. <laughs> I think except like milk. But even then... Cows need the water to drink. Like beer is mostly water. Coffee yes, is mostly yes, water. Tea is. is mostly yes, water. Yes, it is. So I get my eight no, cups a day. <laughs> that's not how. Because when you add, that's like saying I added poison to water, so it's perfectly <laughs> fine to drink. If you add tea to water, it changes it because <laughs> okay. it makes it caffeinated. It makes it a diuretic. It makes it a lot of things. This is not a fight I'm willing to have on air. Because you're wrong. So the world Babe, is it you're supposedly goes through about three million tons of tea every single year, what, most of which I is really enjoyed. I really was afraid you were going to say a day, and I was going to be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, China, Ireland, UK, and Turkey are the top tea drinkers. I'm actually not, I'm not surprised by any of those. Because uh, according to The Atlantic, the average Turkish citizen consumes nearly seven pounds of tea a year. That's a lot. That is a lot. Although I definitely I, don't consume that much. I've lost all perspective, though. I mean, I guess if somebody sat down a seven-pound bag of tea in front of me and said, do you want to consume this much tea? I'd be like, right now. <laughs> um, 
So it feels like a lot, I guess, yeah. I mean, I usually do tea, uh, we do loose leaf tea around here most of the time. Yeah, we're pretty uh, Um, hoity And that stuff doesn't weigh hardly anything. So I can barely imagine what seven pounds of nothing weighs. That's deep, babe. That's deep. (laughs) What What does a pound of nothing weigh? I mean, it weighs something because there's tea in there. But anyway, if the United States was a little far down on the list of tea-obsessed countries, we still we still love our hot leaf water. Well, not that much because we threw a bunch of it into the <laughs> water. No, I'm Listen, all joking aside, I think that for a long, long, long time, right, it was seen as like too British. And I think that it, I mean, we've, we've talked, we've referenced this show a lot, but in, um, uh, in Super Sizers Go, I think it's World War II, they have, there's a whole segment where they talk about like when you have the Joes over, the Americans yeah, over. Yeah, tea versus coffee, it's true. Right. Um, in 2018, uh, the United States drank 3.8 billion gallons of tea, most of which was ready to drink because I'm lazy. So I now, like to buy include... tea in bottles like sweet tea sure. and uh, Arizona iced tea. But I and... think that's, I will say, I think mm, now this is where I might like draw a line and find a hill and at least get hurt on it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get hurt on this hill. Um, I would say that when I think of tea and we're talking about like tea consumption, to me, I think iced tea and like uh and and like a steeped tea a bo- like hot tea i think of them as two different drinks well they're from the same leaf so i listen i know that this is true but i don't think of iced coffee and coffee as two different drinks i just think of it as like either it's this or it's cold i think of iced tea it doesn't feel like if that you sounds s- like a personal problem to me. That's not like I don't know why you're bringing this energy to it. <laughs> I'm saying that iced tea feels very <laughs> Southern American to me, and hot tea feels very European to me, and they just feel like two different things. It feels like uh, Americans went, "Yeah, we'll do tea if it's cold." Yeah, we win. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. Okay, that's my thing. So tea was being drunk in China as early as 2700 BCE and probably as a medicinal beverage. Um, But by the third century, the plant was more widely cultivated and people began to drink, drink tea as a beverage. I will say just as far as creation goes, beginning goes, tea makes more sense to me that it became a drink than coffee does. Where tea was like, yeah, take this leaf, soak it in hot water, right? As opposed to coffee, where it's like, well, we're going to take these beans. What's that? Oh, yeah, you got to dig them up and stuff. And then we're going to roast them. Not burn- you, don't, no. you don't dig up coffee beans. Where do they come from? They come from coffee pots. It's sure. A, it's a cacao. Well, we're going to take these, and we're going to roast them a little bit, and then grind them up real small. And th- there are just so many more steps, is what I mean. Actually, no. What? There's a lot of steps for making tea leaves into tea. Uh, we'll go over that in a minute. But first of all, tea wasn't often drunk. Mostly it was et. What? As a uh, served as a vegetable. What? Or cooked down into a grain-like porridge. What? Huh? Yeah. So you would take take the tea yeah. leaves, kind of mash them up. Sure. Right? And before... People realized about 1,500 years ago that, like, the combination of heat and moisture makes the tea leaves, like, 
a kind of a massive, multifaceted experience. Before that, they were just kind of chewing on them, right? Okay. Um, and the the legend is that tea was brewed by accident. I don't know how. Everybody loves to make Everybody it Everybody loves these things, don't they? Everybody loves it, like, and then they, you know, the customer complained and said they did this and this, <laughs> and they were like, I love it. I was like, why can't it ever just be someone be like, you know what I think would be a good idea? I think that a lot of things are not made by accident. Not everything is a penicillin, right, where, like, we just left this to grow for a week while we went on vacation. Anyway. But we keep trying. I'll let things grow for a week while I go on vacation, and then I come home and I eat it, and I'm like, oh, it's still not penicillin. Not penicillin. Uh, Shen Young, the father of Chinese agriculture, uh, was said to have been kneeling before a fire, boiling water. Uh, Suddenly, a wind ripped through his rooms, and leaves from a branch outside his window fell into the boiling water. The pleasant aroma filled the entire room and prompted the emperor to try this odd mixture, Mm -hmm. which he thoroughly enjoyed. It seems like it's always supposed to, like, it's told in such a way of, like, and it was fate. Or it was, like, the gods wanted me to drink this drink. Like, it's always, it always feels like when people have that, I accidentally invented this thing, that it's, like, and then just it all came together and it was supposed to be. It was The other side of this coin is that he accidentally poisoned himself while searching for edible grains and he chewed a tea leaf, which cured him. Okay. I thought you were going to say, like, and he drank that tea. And it was good, but he did accidentally poison himself, so. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, it doesn't really matter if this is accurate or not, right? Because it's about the history and about how it is, you know, kind of ingrained in culture. Yeah. Right? So it's not really about how it was discovered. Um, But the standard practice became. Uh, You were to roast the tea leaves, pack them into portable cakes, then grind that into powder before mixing in boiling water. What does this sound like to you? Tea? Matcha. Oh, okay. I I didn't know where you're going with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, matcha. Yeah. It sounds like matcha. Um, And, you know, this is how you make matcha. Did you know, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I'm a matcha man. You are? I'm a matcha, matcha man. Mm, mm, Your face mm. actually looks like you kind of like that joke. I couldn't tell. And then later, these portable cakes would become the loose leaf tea, right? So instead of grinding it up and actually mixing it with the water, you just leave the leaves in their kind of like shrivelly state and you steep them in the water. I saw a TikTok not too long ago of, uh, and someone was reacting to it. And so it was like, you know, the side by side, but the the original poster, God bless it. It's reached a point now in society where I watch these things and I'm like, is this a joke? Is it real? I cannot tell. <laughs> and they were like, I've never had tea before, so I got some tea. That's the uh, the the, uh, the catchphrase for the internet. Right. Is this a joke? Is this, is a this joke? real? I, I cannot tell. tell. <laughs> and they had gotten, they got a bag of tea and then they cut it open mm-hmm. and they're like, and you just pour it in the water and I think it just dissolves into the water. So they like opened up the tea bag, poured it into the hot water and they were stirring it and they were drinking like, I don't get the appeal of this. And it's like, is that... Are you being funny or did you really think that that's how you made tea? Because there's instructions on a tea bag box and I don't know what's happening here. Well, if you're brewing tea in a pot, you can make tea like that. But this was just a cup. You can you can make tea like that. That's how one of the like the ethos of the the swirling of the tea leaves to read your fortune works. Well, so that is from 
like you do the loose leaf tea and there's always some sediment that gets in there, right? Yeah. But this person just pulled poured like a bag of like, you know, uh the you know lady gray or whatever just cut it open instead of steeping it in the water and poured it in stirred it is what i'm saying i don't know why we're fighting about i don't i feel like you're missing the point of my interesting story if you don't drink the sediment you can make tea that way i feel like you're missing the point of my hilarious story. anyway so matcha green tea became so popular that it created like a chinese tea culture Right. Sure. And the tea became the subject of art and poetry and a favorite drink of the emperors because, you know, they set the fashion. Right. Um, and this is when foam artists started whisking the tea to oh. use it as canvas, you know, like yes, we yes, see yes. in coffee art today. Right. Yes. Um, during the ninth century, during the Tang Dynasty, a Japanese monk brought the first tea plant to Japan. And it was so popular that the Japanese created their own specific culture around tea, right? Giving birth to the Japanese tea ceremony. Yes, which and we talked about. You should check out that up. Uh, 14th century China uh, was the main country that held like a virtual monopoly on tea trees. So we had porcelain and silk and tea. Those were the three main uh, goods that China exported, um, and it gave the country great power and economic influence. Sure. But things really blew up in the 1600s when Dutch traders brought large loads of tea to Europe. Is this the, like, East Indy Company? East Not Indian? quite. Okay. Because that was Dutch. I do know that. A little, a little later. Uh, this was when it was first introduced, and many credit Queen Catherine of Braganza, a Portuguese noblewoman, um, who made tea very popular when she married King Charles II. Is that the one the Spaniels are named after? No one knows. No one knows. No one knows. I mean, sure, I'm sure someone knows, but okay, I so don't. By- Sometimes no one knows just means that Travis <laughs> doesn't, doesn't know. So by the 1700s, uh, tea sold in Europe for 10 times the price of coffee, right? Because it was still only grown in China. And this was actually when the clipper ship was invented uh-huh. because it could sail much faster than a regular ship, meaning it could bring tea back quicker. Sure. Um, and this is also when, because the demand was so high, shady merchants mm-hmm. would even cut their tea with additives. Just putting in grass clippings. Yep. I really. bet that was one. Grass clippings, some dirt. Twigs, sawdust, Ugh. sheep, dung. Okay. Well, not quite that. But did I ever tell there was one where we had some tea that we bought for BB to do in like tea parties, completely non-caffeinated, you know, completely. Was it the flowers? No, it was bubblegum tea, and oh. it had like little bubblegum balls in it, which don't get me wrong, I'm sure it added flavor and stuff to it, right? Because it's like sugary and it's bubblegum. But I was like, huh, that, huh, interesting, okay. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't really like it either. Now, the flower ones. Was not my cup of tea. Ah, (laughs) The flower flower ones were so pretty. Oh, well, they do these things. We've had it before, too, where it's tea, and it's like a flower that's, like, closed up, right, and dried out. And as you add hot water, as it soaks in the hot water, it, like, blooms. And it's such a cool-looking thing. It's also a good way to know your tea's fully steeped. (laughs) I have something to share with you about that. Oh, no. And I'm I'm willing to tell you about this now, even though I was going to save it for later. That's technically not tea. It's an infusion. <gasps> I've been lied to. Colloquially. 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 
Collo- now it sounds weird to we me. We call it tea. Colloquially? It's, but it's not tea if it's not made Speaking from- Speaking in a colloquial way. The specific plant. Um, I have it later. Okay, I need a minute to recover from this. Okay. So how about uh, like a promo for another Max Fun show? And I'm going to take some deep breaths over here with my head between my knees. This week, the greatest discovery becomes greatest trek. That's because greatest trek is for way more than just discovery. We're the hit show on Maximum Fun that covers all the new Star Trek shows. Lower Decks, Strange New Worlds, Picard, Prodigy, Discovery, and any other Star Trek show Paramount throws at us. Come check it out for our funny and formative recaps of all the new stuff this Star Trek industrial complex churns out. It's in your podcatcher every Tuesday. Subscribe to Greatest Trek. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of The Greatest Generation. Hey there, it's Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. We host Tiny Victories, the 15-minute podcast that's about the little things. Getting into the tiny victory frame of mind is about recognizing minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. Isn't it a wonderful day when the first password you try actually works? When it's freezing cold outside and toasty as all get out in my shower, my tiny victory is that I turn off the water and get on with my day. We can't change this big dumb world, but we can celebrate the tiny wins. So join us on Maximum Fun or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get tiny! Okay, we're back. I've recovered. I will get to that plant later. I'm okay. sorry I had to like tease that spoiler for you. Tease. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've gotten. We. Oh, I should have said I needed to let the information steep. Ah. Okay, go on. Uh, we've gotten to now the 1800s, um, and we have the opium wars. Okay. Because tea played a major role. Um, tea was so expensive, and China was the only place to get it, that people started bartering. People, <laughs> I mean the English, started bartering for tea by plying the with Chinese opium. with opium. With opium. Okay. With opium. Um, and, you know, this is finally where uh, a British covert mission was given uh, by the English government, and they... Um, commissioned a botanist named Robert Fortune to steal tea from China. He stole a whole plant. Oh, boy. Not cool. Well, uh, it gets worse. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Not only did he steal a whole plant, he probably also trafficked talented tea workers because people didn't know how to take care of it. Oh, and when you say traffic, you mean like captured people? Like took them? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh no. It's it's uh you know, and he, he took them into India, Darjeeling, India. Okay. Well, I know that name. Right. Uh which was a British colony. Okay. Um and so there's a there's a problematic history. Yeah, deaf. But it is the reason that tea was able to spread to other parts of the world. And if you want to read a book about it, you should read all the tea in China. Okay. Okay, so other than China, India, Kenya, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, and Vietnam, the only other place that tea has been commercially grown 
is South Carolina in the late 1700s. This is what I'm okay, but this is why I think of Southern like iced tea is a different thing. But late 1700s, we're talking slavery in there as well. We are okay. We are, um, and there are over 3,000 varieties of tea, most commonly classified as white, green, oolong, and black. Um, and here's the thing, right? The Camellia sinensis is the black tea shrub. All of these different types of tea and tea preparations come from this plant. What? Wait, they all come from the same plant? Yes. Okay. But what about like green tea, white tea? It has to do with the preparations. What about oolong? Also preparation. Rubios. Maybe it's not really tea. If it doesn't come from that plant, it might be like... Specifically, you know, you know how you talk about tomatoes, right? All the time. How tomatoes are technically a fruit, but culinarily you wouldn't put it in a fruit salad. Yes, I tried to explain that. The other day, my (laughs) five-year-old, B.B. Lee McElroy, I said, well, we were talking about nuts. And I was like, yeah, you know, like a nut, like a peanut. And she goes, uh, (laughs) I am not exaggerating when I do that. When I do this, uh, peanuts are a legume. And I was like, okay, okay. And I said, but culinarily, they're they're nuts. And she's like, what does that mean? And I said, it means I'm right. But anyways, uh, she's too smart. And it weirds me out. And I love her so much. So there are things that we call tea that aren't really tea because they don't come from that plant. Or it's, you know, various, like, relatives. Sure. Right. So you talked about the different types of tea. I did. White tea. Yes. Is the most delicate of the major tea types because the leaves are not exposed to fire after they are plucked. Okay. I also know it to be, unless I'm mistaken, as a rule, not caffeinated. This is, when I think about teas, this is literally how I think about them. White tea is usually uh, like an listed as like herbal tea or it's not caffeinated or something along those lines. Um, Maybe not entirely true across the board. But usually, white tea is not caffeinated. Green tea varies from being mildly caffeinated to incredibly caffeinated, and black tea is almost always heavily caffeinated. Sure, that's a great rule of thumb. Um, I think that it has a lot to do with parts per million. So as much as you drink is the amount of caffeination. So it's not about being decaffeinated. Sure. It's just about being, like, the amounts. Sure. Very, very small amounts. If you're looking for heavily uh, matcha, is usually pretty caffeinated. And gunpowder green tea, I really enjoy. Now, Ooh. I like black tea, too. But sometimes you're not looking for, like, that complex, rich, uh, chocolatey, you know, nutty. You want something light? Gunpowder green tea. It's great. So white tea leaves are plucked young. Then they are steamed, dried, and then you are good to go. And it results in a very delicate, sweet, and light, subtle flavors. The one I most think of is, like, white jasmine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it can have notes of jasmine or melon or citrus. Um, and it is believed that the white tea has the highest anti- antioxidant properties uh, and may also be in large amounts a natural antibacterial. Um, and when you brew white tea, you don't want to brew it in boiling water. You will burn the leaves that way. Correct. So about 175 degrees. Um, and listen... If you don't have a thermometer or a temperature kettle, what you can do is boil water like normal, 
right? And then drop in about six regular-sized ice cubes. Once they're melted, you should be good to go. Okay. Um, and it really should look uh, slightly different from water. It really should not look like, you know, when I think of tea, I think of like tea stains, right? When you're like in social studies and you use the tea. You make it old maps. To make old maps. When you make it old maps. Just say make it old maps. <laughs> not that color. That's too long. You've burnt it. Anyway, next, green tea. Um, the tea leaves are plucked, then withered, then steamed or pan fried to bring out different flavor profiles. Mm-hmm. Then the leaves are rolled and dried and then ready for your cuppa. Now, in my opinion, green tea is, uh, I like, like I said, I like uh, black tea, I like green tea, I like white tea. Mm-hmm. But I think green tea is one of the more versatile as far as like, does it taste like mint? Does it taste like grass? Does it taste like, like, I think you can go through different varieties and depending on what, uh, you know, how it's prepared or whatever it tastes like, uh, it can be very uh, different. Yes, agreed. Some of the the proponents of tea would say that it is also high in antioxidants, which are good for your skin. It might be good at fighting off allergies and it might even help you live longer. Well, what what doesn't these days? Well, there's a lot of things. Actually, now that I say it, there's a lot of stuff that won't help you live longer. Uh, not for boiling water either. Um, and you would do it about the same as you would white tea, but then steep it for like three minutes. Um, and most people think, including myself, that they don't like green tea. I have never prepared it in this way. Um, and so it's possible that I've just burnt it, and which yeah. is why I don't like it. You don't like green tea? Mm. What? Not like a, a mint. You Like, a, there's no... Well, now, I could see where, knowing you, that, like, matcha and, uh, like, gunpowder, like, the, the more grassier ones mm-hmm. aren't for you, but mm-hmm. that surprised me that you don't like... A light, like Moroccan mint or, you know, a light mint. You, oh, my gosh. No, not really. You just really. haven't had it, right? It's my favorite kind. Oolong is next, and it's pretty cool because the tea seems to have, like, a kind of, like, balance of a lot of other stuff. So the flavor profile of both green and black, um, combining the best of both worlds, right? Um, and so the flavor actually comes from the tea leaves are shaken or bruised after they've been left out a while to wilt. And this is kind of like, you know, if you've ever seen your bartender, like, slap a leaf, right? A mint leaf or whatever (laughs) to bring out the oils, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's just such a funny (laughs) image. I know exactly what you meant. But, like, if you've ever seen them get in a fight with a tree. Um, the bruising process is very similar. Uh, so they'll usually roll the tea leaves by hand in big bunches to get the f- leaves to release their flavors, right? Um, and then the seeds are partially fermented or oxidized before they are dried as well. Um, and this all brings out oolongs, multi-textured, slightly floral, and vibrant color. Okay, so I looked it up because... Uh, I wanted to make sure I was I wasn't talking out my butt as I often do. So basically, talking about caffeination of tea. Okay. So, uh, your herbals and your rubioses are most likely the ones that aren't actually from tea, yeah. right? That they are different flowers or fruits or whatever, what have you, to get that flavor. No caffeine, right? Herbals almost. If you it says herbal, 
you pretty much guarantee no caffeine, right? White, light caffeine. Like right. 10 to 15 milligrams, light, light, light. Like I said, it's about parts per million, yeah. right? You drink a lot of white tea, you're still going to get caffeine. Yeah. And then when you get to green tea, once again, it's going to vary, right? Because like I said, when you get into like gunpowder green tea, it gets up there pretty high. But then between green and black is oolong. So oolong has a little more than green mm-hmm. and a little less than black. Mm-hmm. Then black tea, then matcha, then like mate. So like yerba mate, which if you've never had yerba mate, you should. It is an experience. So basically yerba mate, a lot like you were talking about, right? You, It's in a special cup where you drink with a straw that connects to the bottom of the cup. So all of that tea sits on top. All of the stuff sits on top. And you're drinking the liquid from the bottom out, right? So that you know what I'm saying. So it looks I mean, like, I can definitely picture it. The, so the straw is like a tail, like a get, teacup, like a teapot. Sure, yeah. You drink it out of the pot, and you're drinking it out of the bottom of it, so it all gets brewed there. It's it's an interesting experience, and I mean, it's also a very unique taste, and you know, profile. I think it's very, uh, very, you know, green and grassy, and you know, smelling of. Nature, it's great. I love it. Um, so oolong tea is you got to kind of drink it through your teeth though, because there's like yeah, you don't want to get it's not filtered, right? It doesn't have sorry, it's not strained. Uh, oolong tea is said to be great for uh, giving one a youthful glow because it's said to be good for your skin. Sure. Um, to brew it, uh, again, you still don't want boiling water. I think this is the thing where I have like messed up my entire life. Um, before we got a temperature kettle. Okay, wait, to clarify, what you, this is a thing that your entire life you have done wrong, not something <laughs> that has messed up your entire life. If I could go back and change one thing to put it all on the right track. No, you're right. You're right. That yeah, is what I meant. It's, <laughs> I think this is the one thing that has messed up my whole life. We got a temperature gauge, like kettle, that yes. you can set for a specific temperature, and it has really changed the way I think about these things yes. is what I'm saying. Yes. So you still don't want boiling water for your oolong. Um, you want to bring it to just under a boil. That's like 190 degrees. Um, and then you can steep your tea for, again, about three minutes. I have also been steeping my tea way too long. Yeah, most people do. Black tea. Last tea. It is the strongest, like you said. I mean, if you don't count the pulverized leaves, matcha, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Um, Especially. You're talking about the, it's the highest caffeinated varietal and not like the specific when you get into like matcha and mate and stuff. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Um, so what you do is you pick the tea leaves and then you leave them out for a while to wilt and then they repeat the same bruising process. And what makes it different is the leaves are fully fermented or oxidized, right? Instead of being partly like we did for the last step. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's dried and fired and then ready to brew. Okay. Um, I have always enjoyed black teas better. Well, you are a chocolate person in general. I am. You can get cocoa or cinnamon flavors or even pepper flavors, right? Um, and this is why I like it with milk and sugar. Yeah, you like um, you like your tea to be closer to like hot chocolate. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like- I mean, it doesn't have to be chocolatey, but I am one of those. I like milk and sugar and tea, and that's yeah, what I like. That's fine. Listen, that's fine. I have a little uh, tea of my own to spill. Okay. The milk first or the tea first debate. Okay. 
you're, are you you're staring at me blankly. No, I'm, I'm not going to be, fall into your trap. Because oh, okay. I know you were looking for an answer, and then I would be wrong. No matter what I was going <laughs> to say, I know I would be wrong. Okay. We may have found the answer. Okay. And it probably lies in... Same time. Pour them at the same time. <laughs> Depending upon your your socioeconomic status. Oh. And what type of teacups you could afford. Oh. So, if you had teacups that were of poorer quality you would be obliged to pour your milk in first because pouring the hot tea water into the milk makes it so the shock of the temperature is not so high for the for the teacup. Less likely to break. Less likely to break. But if you could afford very expensive teacups and teaware, then you could afford to show off by pouring the hot, hot water into your teacups and they wouldn't shatter. And then you could put the milk on top. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. You know what I do think we don't do enough of over here in the States? What? Uh, sugar cubes. Oh, yeah. Don't do sugar. We got to get into, hey, um, United States of America, get into sugar cubes in a big way this year. I think this. I think it's time for us to all get into sugar cubes. Well, I can what? see why. I can see why it's not as practical. I thought you'd be on board with I me. I am. Okay. I love the idea of sugar cubes. Thank you. I love using sugar cubes. I like how much horses like them. If, okay. They do, <laughs> they, I think. They, I mean, that is what movies and TV tell us. I've never fed one. Me neither. I, and I'm sure you're not actually supposed to. <laughs> like, I know my daughters would love sugar cubes. I'm not going to feed sugar cubes <laughs> to my daughter, so why would I give it to a horse? A packet is a little easier to um, keep, you know, because, you know, the sugar cubes, they come in this nice box and you open the box and then you expose all the sugar to insects and air. You need but a sugar ha- cube bowl. You need a cube bowl, <laughs> <laughs> you know, for your cubes. <laughs> Again, it's not airtight the way that a package is, a little like paper pack We've is. We've been to the moon. We can create an airtight cube bowl. Who's with me, science? You go. You go to the moon. I would if I could. Are you kidding me? That'd be amazing. So, what have we learned? I don't know. We've learned that all leaf water is not tea. Yeah. Right? Uh, we've we've learned that. Most teas, don't don't boil your water. Don't boil your you water. You want it just below boiling, uh, unless it's black tea. I think black tea is fine to get it up to like 212. And we've learned that tea is one of the many things that white people stole from other cultures oh yeah oh absolutely not and frankly not just uh the tea itself but the term tea that like spill the tea all that all that stolen so let's go and enjoy a cup of our um our stolen hot leaf water oh gosh (laughs) oh lord all right well that's gonna do it for us (laughs) uh i have to say thank you to our researcher alex without whom we would not be able to make this show Thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make this show. Thank you to you for listening. We can make the show without you, but why? Um, as you're listening to this, we are going to be at DragonCon this weekend. We've got a Schmanners thing, a Schmanners panel, a Schmanners panners. <laughs> a Schmanel? I don't know. We're Schmanel. That's a Schmanel. It. It's a Schmanel. Uh, we're doing that, so you can check that out. Um, and Teresa is going to be there. 
Uh, I mean, I want to be there too, but Teresa will be there, and that's awesome. Um, let's see what else. Uh, go check out all the merch at McElroyMerch.com. Check out all the other shows at McElroy.family. Uh, what else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent, Brental Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. That's at SchmannersCast. And we usually get some great questions from there regarding our topics. Thank you to Bruja Betty Pennant Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Um, also... Um, please continue to submit your topics and idioms. I'm looking forward to another idiom episode soon um, to schmannerscast at gmail.com. And then say hi to Alex because she reads every email. Um, and if you want to look for like the full Dragon Con schedule, you can find it uh, on Twitter. I believe it's just at McElroy Family is our Twitter account. And on Instagram, it's at the McElroy family, and we post that image there. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.